0: What are the four goals, the four rocks that you must do to make this coming year a wild success? These are your four rocks. Stop negotiating with your non-negotiables. We need to establish what matters most to you in this next year before this next year starts. We're gonna establish these four things that you're gonna be most proud of achieving at the end of next year. Do not hope to, do not like to. Hope is not a strategy and likes are for Facebook. As our good friend Andy from Shawshank Redemption tells us, You better get busy living or get busy dying. Welcome to Pivot Me, where we give business tips and mental hacks so you can move past your biggest obstacles and live the life you've earned. And now your host, business advisor and performance expert, April Garcia. For years, I made large companies larger and rich people richer. Now I coach driven entrepreneurs to hack success, create more time, and get better results through high performance habits, the multiply me method, and a little mental gymnastics. On Pivot Me, I talk to thought leaders and experts sharing our successes, our many scrubs, and how we can all use both to move us to the next level. Join us and learn real simple steps to pivot you and your business towards the life you've earned. In today's episode, I'm going to explain what rocks are, these four rocks I speak of, how to set them. And also, I'm going to share some behind the scenes on the techniques my clients have used to make sure they achieved it. Real people, real results, and they are really good. You've got to listen to the behind the scenes piece. So um, let's get into it. Here we are again, closing out another year together, preparing to flip that calendar over and begin a new, assuming that is that you use a paper calendar still. Um, I actually, funny story. So I use like four different kinds of calendars. Like I have my Outlook calendar, which are like, there is some overlap. Okay. I'm just going to acknowledge right now there's some inefficiencies there. So, do you don't have to call me out on it? I see it in myself. Um, Outlook, I schedule in my Zoom calls and virtual meetings into my Outlook because it's just super convenient. But then I also have a Google Calendar, which is also a shared family calendar. And then this is where I get real old timey. You ready for this? You better sit down. do know what I mean? Pulling like a hamstring or anything. I actually get a calendar, like a wall calendar, a 12-month wall calendar, and I stick it up on one of my walls in the office so I can have sort of this visual map of everything that's going to happen throughout the year. Now I am a visual person. Actually I'm a visual audio. I'm all I'm all the kinds of learning styles, but I do love to see, hey, these are where my workouts are scheduled. Here's where my travel is scheduled. Here's where we're going to do live events. I like to see them at a glance. And it also just helps me see sort of the satellite view of my life and business as well as the street view that sort of her day calendars give me. So there's my pitch for having a big uh, wait, didn't Jesse Isler do this recently? Yeah, I, so I have not seen it, but my client, Bethany, has told me that he has some kind of, I think it was called like the big ass calendar and he might do something similar. So I might be wrong on that. Feel free to let me know if I'm off base. Uh, Jesse, I see you. Don't know which one of us did it first, but it looks like we're wearing the safe dress to the party. But it is that time. We're closing out this year. And the end of this year, it carries some significance for me. It carries some significance for all of us, right? We have succeeded at 365 more days of living. We've experienced, we've learned, we earned new data points. Not necessarily 365 wins. Oh, failures are very much a part of the data points. In fact, oftentimes failures can be even better data points of knowing what didn't work. You don't reach a life of success, significance, um, contribution without a whole lot of data points on what didn't work. One of my clients and now dear friend, Laura, teases me recently about, she teased me recently about this and she said, she showed up to a meeting. She goes, I know, I know. Whenever I show up to a meeting and something didn't go well, April's always going to be there. Go, well, now we have another data point. But Laura, it's true. This is key. So many of us stumble. We miss a key meeting, a product launch flops, revenue dips, and we use it as a stick to beat ourselves instead of uh, a data point. So, the, you know, the product launch failed. Therefore, I am a failure. We just make this giant leap from the product we were working on or the project we were working on was not successful. So, I must not be successful. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How did we make this giant leap all the way to identity? I'm a failure when all we had is a data point. The reason to get curious about why, a, for example, a product launch didn't succeed the way we planned. And this this is a vicious cycle if unchecked. We, we gather no real insight if we assume something failed because we are a failure. There is no insight gathered from the experience. If we blame it our identity, uh, I'm a failure, the curiosity ends. Open shut case. I'm a failure and failing is what I do. Bullshit. Do not take the easy way out. Instead, the product launch failed. We got a lot of data points here to go through. Actually, I'm gonna stick with this example of the product launch failed because product launch, I think I said product launch. I have not ate lunch. And yes, I am a little hungry if you were wondering. I'm gonna stick with this example because this comes up all the time. I may have seen this with a business owner just this morning. So we're gonna go down this rabbit hole for a second. Just like Alice in Wonderland. And we're talking about failed product launches. Let's use this as an example. You and your team have worked very hard on this. Developed the product, added all the bells and the whistles to the product. Doesn't matter if it's a physical product, like a widget, a t-shirt, beard oil, an energy bar, a service, it's, it's, or a service package. It could be like IT support, consulting, business, coaching. It doesn't matter what the product is. We're just gonna call it a product launch, right? You've invested a lot in this product launch and it flops. You make no sales you grab your toy because you are going home. After all, your mama was right. The business won't succeed. Your dad was right. He should have stayed working as a pharmacist. Cut to the end of the scene. Sad, sad you in bed making mistakes because you're a failure. There's nothing to get curious about in this story. And when we do that, we miss all of the data rich information, all the data points, not every product launch is successful. Most of them are not. We need the failures to understand what doesn't work. And that's how we build our way brick by brick to our success just like our good buddy, Thomas Edison and the light bulb. It's famous how many times he tried to make the light bulb work. It says, uh, the, the story goes 10,000 times, but I have a very hard time that it was the 10,000 and first time that Thomas Edison got the light bulb. I have a hard time believing this, that that's like, damn it. Nice round numbers. I like that, but I don't know how plausible that is. The point being Thomas Edison did not fail. When asked about putting in a 10,000 tries, he said, look, I didn't fail 10,000 times. I figured out 10,000 ways the light bulb would not turn on. He was the ultimate believer in data points. Let me ask you this. How many of us are putting in 10,000 tries like Tommy is? Thomas Edison is now Tommy for the purpose of this podcast. How many of us are putting in 10,000 tries like Tommy did? I don't mean doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Yes, that would be insanity. I mean, using each failure as the data point it is intended to be and learning to get better each time. So let's go back to this product launch example. Instead of I am a failure and throwing your identity into a blender, what if we just say, well, let's get curious. Why did the product launch fail? It did fail, why? If we wanted to sell, you know, 100 units, widgets, service packages, whatever it is, and we sold zero, why did it fail? I went through this exercise with a business owner. This morning, I asked her these three questions. Number one, do you feel like you knew your audience well? Meaning your audience, your buyers, the people that this product was supposedly designed for? Very important question. So instead of her feeling like a failure, let's let's dissect, or I always say, let's do the postmortem of any project, any event, any any big launch, always go back and pick through the 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 parts that worked well and the parts that didn't. So uh, maybe it's because I used to work in a morgue. I call it a postmortem, but here we are. So I asked her, do you feel like you knew your audience well? Second question I asked her is, did your marketing and sales appeal to that intended audience? Did the copy, the words that you used on your website and in your emails and on your social media posts, did they appeal to that audience?" What about the graphics? Do the pictures look and feel like them? Do the graphics resonate? Are they bright and happy colors? Are they grainy and black and white images? Do the graphics appeal? And number three, was your offer clear? Was it clear what the product was and what the next step was for the buyer, for the prospect? Now, this is just a few of the questions. It's about a 20-question exercise I take business owners through in that situation. But none of the questions are, just to be clear, so there's 20 questions as a business advisor that I will walk a business owner through when there's their product launch has failed. But none of my questions are, <laughs> and is it just possible that you are a failure and that's why it didn't work? No, I don't assume the business owner is a failure. And saying it out loud, when we say our deepest fears out loud, they can seem a little silly, right? When I say that, like what if number question 21, when I'm going through the business owner is, well, is it just possible that you're an absolute screw up? Is it possible that you are a failure and that's why this didn't work out? No, it's not. But the truth is many of us think that when something that we are attached to, something we've put our blood, sweat and tears did not work out, we make the leap to identity. I'm a failure. But here's the thing, guys. I'm not saying everything that you do is a wild success. It's not. You screw up a lot of things. So do I. I'm not trying to placate you. But what is important here is when you make the jump to identity, I'm a failure. I always screw things up. Of course, it didn't work out for someone like me. When you make those huge statements, it shuts down your curiosity and nothing is learned. So we do not want to say those things. So at this point, you're like, okay, April. This year is full of data points. I got data points. They weren't failures, April. I'm not a failure. It's a lot of data points. As I say in Pivot Me Academy all the time, we must get curious, not judgmental. Do not go through and reflect on things just so you can kick your own ass even more. I want you to be curious as you're reviewing your year. So if you've been with me for a bit, You might already have some four rocks from previous years. So if you do, let's get them out. So the purpose of this podcast, we'll be setting your new four rocks, but I'd like you to review your old four rocks if you've had them from a previous year. Look at them. Were they the right rocks? Did you achieve some of them in the spirit of the goal, but not necessarily the letter of the goal? For example, I said I wanted to walk every day to get more healthy. Instead, I ended up riding my bike every day. I achieved the the goal in spirit. I did get more healthy. I just didn't do it in the way that I thought. We want to be attached to the destination, but we wanna be real flexible on how we get there. Don't get married to the how. The how is a productivity and mindset killer. More on that when we talk about my three Y and anatomy of goals. So again, if you've got your rocks from before, look at the rocks that you missed. Were they the right rocks? Sometimes we set a goal and the target moves and that's okay. What's important 12 months ago may have lost importance over the year and that's okay. That is different than simply not hitting your goals because you didn't prioritize them. If you look at them and you do an honest evaluation and say, this does not apply or this does not need to be my top four priorities, you can move it down the list. You can shove that thing in a parking lot. That is different than just simply not prioritizing them and reaching the end of the year and going, oh shit, I forgot how important that was. I'd like to talk to you. I'd like to talk to you each and every week. If you are here and you're leveling up your business and life, hopefully we are talking through this podcast, but let's talk in real time. Look, if you know you are capable of more, but don't just want to work more, we should talk. If you know you've got bigger goals, maybe writing a book, a TED Talk, learning to sail, finally doing that half marathon, maybe you wanna disrupt an entire industry, but you already feel pretty busy with your current life and business, what's the next step? Well, we should talk. I got a lot of options, a lot of exercises, a lot of things that will shortcut your success and help you reach that next level of success. You can book a free 15-minute call with me right on my website. Go check out theaprilgarcia.com and get your time slot booked. Let's connect real time. All right, let's move on to establishing your new four rocks. All right, let's shake it out. Review is done, my friend. I've deemed this the four rocks based off of the big rocks, aka the jar of life story, popularized by Stephen Covey. So there's a little Gino Wickman traction in, in my version as well. I'm sure you're familiar with this famous lesson. If not, definitely check it out because he does this nice demonstration where it's this comparison of life or time um, to a physical, physical object. So he uses a glass jar in this example. And in that jar, you can either put sand in first, which represents the things that are of lesser priority and then it'll fill your whole jar and then you don't get your big priorities. Or you can put rocks in first and the various size of rocks can represent what are actual priorities in your life. The larger the rock, the larger priority. Now, again, I'm gonna assume that you know this story, but the idea is that we've got to put our four, um, in my example, we gotta put our four largest rocks in first. Now, a little bit different. I'm not just saying, okay, put in your health first and put in your family rock and put in your contribution rock. It's more around, for me, a goal-setting exercise. What's the four things that at the end of this year, you will be so glad that you achieve those things? I don't want you to indiscriminately fill that space with pebbles or sands, things that are less important, distractions, other people's priority, OPP will sneak in there. You better believe me. That leads to less room for the big stuff. We wanna put our four rocks in first. Oftentimes the most important things in our life do not bark the loudest. We must learn to listen for them. So this brings me to actual setting of four rocks. This is our goal setting tool You have a magical New Year's resolution list. Core rocks for this year are things you must do, you have to do to make this next year a wild success. Four things, ambitions, objectives, projects, you want to make sure at the end of the year, you can check off and go, man, what an amazing year because this year requires a recalibration for next year. As you look in the mirror, I hope you like what you see, but this version of you will not be good enough next year to achieve your four rocks. You're going to have to grow and stretch. You're gonna have to prioritize. And yes, you're gonna have to sacrifice some. Sometimes it's just sacrificing the current circumstance you're in, the current life, the current business, the current schedule you currently have So you can have these four rocks. These four rocks, they can be personal. They can be professional. A mix of both is what I recommend. When choosing your four rocks, again, imagine the big four rocks that are gonna go in your vase. Everything's going to fit around them. So you wanna make sure that these are really important rocks to you, that they give you the greatest boost. They give you the long-term joy. Perhaps they're physical, maybe mental health. You can do a combination to choose your own adventure. Sometimes I have adventure rocks. Oftentimes I have adventure rocks. Many times I've had a, a an adventure rock around have one adventure per month. So 12 adventures a year. Why? Because my life is more full when I have lots of adventures. So that rock tends to creep in for me or creep in. Rather, I intentionally put that rock in my vase. And then again, these are not simply a to-do list item on your current list. I don't want you to look at your to-do list and be like, "Mm, I can make this into a rock. Oh, no, 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 no. This is not just managing a to-do list. A to-do list is not a prioritization list. It is a collection tool. It's just things that you want to have your eyes on and get done today, this week. And it really doesn't typically reflect your true priorities. So let's do this. Let's Let's do a little exercise together. I want you to do this with me. So provided that you are not driving, I want you to close your eyes. I want you to imagine the closing of next year, 12 months from now. Imagine what you will be most proud of, most happy about, most relieved by, most excited about. When you think back on it, what's puts the biggest smile on your face. Visualize yourself, your life, your body, your business 12 months from now. The relationship you have with your partner, the way you communicate with your kids, what are the rocks that you are so happy to have achieved? More than just simple goal setting, it's part visualization. And I hope in this piece, you've thought of some things. You've looked down at your body and go, wow, I guess I started CrossFit. Okay, cool. You thought about the way you communicate with your kids and you thought, man, I guess I started prioritizing spending one-on-one time with my kids or getting to know my teenager or tween. It is a bit of alchemy, my friends. It takes prioritization though. Now let me give you some examples of some rocks that I have seen with my clients. So Actually, one of them was a, a dear friend, and one of his rocks uh, was to take his son on a once-in-a-lifetime birthday trip, just the two of them. And it was, you know, they're flying somewhere, they're renting this amazing car on, uh, what's that side? Turo, Turo, yeah, where you can write, uh, rent someone's private car, and you can get like a BMW or a Lamborghini, and then totally be worried that someone's going to open their door into the side of your car, though I would like to drive a Lamborghini. And They had this amazing trip together and deep sea fishing and great conversation. By prioritizing this rock, he was able to have unbelievable time with his teenage son. He created a core memory for both him and his son. Now, here's the thing about planning a trip like this. That doesn't get on your to-do list. That doesn't move itself up your to-do list. You don't get an email about creating this core memory with your son. You don't get text reminders or meeting requests to prioritize a trip with your kid. The most important things in our lives, they, they need our attention, but they do not bark the loudest. You've got to listen for him. And his son was getting to an age where he thought, I need to make a pretty big impression on this kid and I need to have some alone time. Let's go do that. Another person I know got back into yoga. She had a goal of 150 hours of yoga in the year. This became her rock. Now, hot yoga was not gonna come chasing after her. She had to chase after it. For rocks, I've seen everything from paying off credit card debt, running their first half marathon, taking the kids to a national park, family trip to Italy, hiring a personal trainer twice a week. It can it can be anything. One guy always has a rock around walking every morning. He walks every morning and listens to a YouTube video. This is really important to him. It helps him prioritize his physical and mental health. These rocks matter to you, but you do need to prioritize them. There are no hard and fast rules. <laughs> there are no hard and fast rock rules. Not every rock has a uh, has to be sentimental. It doesn't have to be big. It, it can be fun. These rocks can be a bucket list item if you want, or it can just be like I said, a walk every morning. One of uh, one of the people in the academy wanted to make sure that once a week he was taking his wife on a date and showing her how amazing she was. What a freaking great rock! But first, you got to start with clarity. What do you want for this next year? What do you want on your life? What do you want on your business? Imagine down the road, what does it look like? You want to start with a clear vision. Are you fit? Do you have a great relationship with your kids? A beach house, a seven-seater Luxus, so you can take all the kids in your car. Think about the life that you are ready to live in the future and we're gonna reverse engineer that. So for these rocks, I'm gonna give you three very crucial components. Number one is kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Don't make it ambiguous. Make it clear, actionable. In my friend's example, I will take my son on a big trip for his birthday. Other examples is I will run the rock and roll half marathon this year or I'm gonna have a date night every Thursday. The clearer you are, the more actionable it is. Confusion does not lead itself to execution. Number two, have a big juicy why. Why does this rock even matter? So often someone will come and tell me this goal, whatever it is, doesn't matter what it is. It could be a revenue goal. It could be weight loss goal. It doesn't matter what it is. And when I say, why? Why does that even matter? And that question often stumps them. They don't know the why. The why is what gets you through the tough moments. So get connected to your why. You got to understand the goal behind the goal. My friend's goal may have been to take his son on a cool trip, but the, the why was much more important important. He was becoming a teenager with many outside influences, and he wanted to be the primary influence in his life as m- much time as he possibly could. He wanted to create a space where they could have life-changing conversations in a remarkable setting. What a freaking great why. The why matters. The memory created on the trip will impact both of them, but ultimately he had to connect to the why because where they went didn't matter. The car they rented didn't really matter. but you didn't lose sight of the why. Now, the third thing in creating your rocks is manage your message. Language matters. Don't say, I'd like to run a marathon this year. Oh, well, I'd like to do a lot of things, but that doesn't mean I will actually go out there and hustle for it. This exercise and prioritization is going to be hard at times. It's going to create some sacrifice, y'all. So these rocks are not insignificant. They deserve some R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Again, do not hope to, do not like to. Hope is not a strategy and likes are for Facebook. What are you going to do? What is a must? What matters so much to you that you will move mountains or meetings to have it done? Stop negotiating, do the thing. Now, at the beginning, I promised you that I'd give you some behind the scenes from some of our clients that crushed it here at PivotMe that just absolutely destroyed their rocks, pulverized their rocks. You get the idea they did really well with them. Now, in that process, it was so valuable that I thought, you know what, I'm gonna share it. I'm gonna share some of these, I'm, just a few of them. There was there's about six or seven that were shared that was definitely a theme with the people that had achieved them, but I wanna share three of them with you now. So when I asked them, how did you do it? Didn't matter the rock, didn't matter the size. Some rocks were huge, some rocks were smaller, but how did they do that? Here was the theme. Number one, Visibility. This was huge. The rocks had to stay visible. Many people set their goals and then shuffled them away only to be dusted off at the end of the year and cried over. No bueno. In the academy, eyed clients do, do a couple of different things. Some of them saved them to their screensaver on their phone. Some added them to their desktop on their on their work laptop. And heck, Kevin even made a framed picture of his four rocks and hung it in his office. Well done, Kevin. Keeping them visible was key to their success. Number one's visibility. Number two, scheduled. Many had scheduled in advance when they would work on their rocks. One woman wanted to visit her out-of-town parents four times in the following year. What did she do? She scheduled those dates in advance. Bam, rock is on track. Now, Did she, I think she had to reschedule one of them and it's okay to have to reschedule them, but ultimately it needed to hold a space in her calendar. I did the same thing. I wanted to get 180 workouts in the year. I had to schedule them in in advance. Now, did stuff get in the way? Yep, I got super sick. I had a lot of travel. My mom was in the hospital. I had several live events, meetings at the Tony Robbins event. Oh my, there was so much going on, but it was better for it to be in my schedule and needed to be moved than for it to not be in my schedule at all. Now, the third thing that people who crush their walks had in common was tracking. Several of the clients I work with that had the biggest gains this year tracked their progress. They did it in several ways. Some did it through Google Tasks. Um, Yeah, Alexander and Ben, I think, both use Google Tasks, checking them off as they did them. Some use printed forms of habit trackers. I love those where you actually have a document and you get to put a little check mark, you get your little dopamine hit and look what I did. Some people used apps that gamified their tracking, but they all tracked their progress because as we know well, we manage what we measure. If we want better results, measure it more often. Now, many people simply tracked not their goal because it might take all year to get the goal, but they tracked their lead indicators. So what do I mean by that? Things that you have total control over that lead to your intended goal, but aren't the goal itself. So for example, if if you wanted to lose 20 pounds, you can make that your goal, but there are some factors outside of your control in pursuing that. So instead of making the goal and tracking the goal Um, it's better to track the lead indicator. For example, I'm working out every morning. I am having my protein shake every morning. Those things are very much in your control. And if you are tracking your workouts and less about the scale, you can have tremendous success and actually enjoy the process. You have more control over those lead indicators. Many people had success simply tracking the lead indicators. I want you to track and attach to the behavior That's in your control, the habit that you need to adapt that's in your control. These are the lead indicators. I hope you took notes on this last part. These are real people, real people with real problems, just like you, that crushed it this year. And don't give yourself a pass thinking they know something you don't, that they somehow had it easier than you did. So many of us will listen to it and go, well, yeah, but oh, she probably makes more money than I do or she probably doesn't have kids or he, you know, he's been in business for 15 years, I've only been in business for four years. You're just giving yourself a pass. They had struggles too. Some of them had serious injuries this year. Some lost parents this year. Some are simply not mourning people. Some have ADHD, OCD, and yes, even crippling anxiety. This this is not people without problems. These are real people that just really wanted to achieve those four rocks. And they use the tools that we're talking about here today. Because again, when we convince ourselves that somehow goal setting is for other people, that it's easier for other people, we give ourselves a pass, a pass to not deliver results, pass to be ordinary. But you did not come here to be ordinary. You came here to be extraordinary. And that's why I show up each week is to help you in that journey. Let's let's land this plane. Let's bring this up to a closing. We are so close to the end of this year. you are primed and ready to pick your four rocks for this upcoming year. These are what will go in your jar first. your main priorities, the pebble and the sand will go around them. other people's priorities, OPPs will go around them, distractions, social media, all that stuff, the meetings, the meetings that could have been an email, those all have to go around them, but make your four rocks count. This next year will come faster than you think. There will be joy and there will be heartache. There will be injuries, setbacks. There will certainly be distractions, but whatever you do, don't lose sight of your four rocks and don't wait until New Year's to make a little progress towards these. Take some small action now. Sign up for a race that's ten months away. Commit with a friend that that you're, you know, finally going to do something you've been putting off, and you know that friend's really good at it. Maybe they're the ones who do races. If you would like to share your four rocks with me, I'd love to hear about them. I love that part of podcasting. You can send the email over to uh, info at pivot-me.com, or you can find me at the April Garcia on just about every social platform. Hey, this year, it's coming fast. I know this is work. You're already doing the work. Let's make it meaningful work. And I want you to feel really proud this time next year. Chat with you next week. Thank you so much for dialing in today. And don't forget, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, give us a five-star review. It means the world to us. Hit me up on Instagram at theaprilgarcia or check us out online at pivot-me.com. This is all made possible with the support of you listeners, the numerous contributors and our clients. Our music and production is by the amazing Rockwood Audio. Join me next time for more tips on how to hack success and until then, make it a great day. Thanks, guys. You guys are amazing.